Hello, everyone, and welcome to the leadership show called My Great Aunt Edna, the leadership show that focuses on excellence, doing things the right way, no shortcuts, and accountability. I'm your host, Mac McNeil, and today we have a special guest, Miss Miko Williams, and her resume is extensive, so I'd like to talk a little bit about that before I turn it over to Miko. But Miko is actually the CEO of Eclectically You Experience. She has the adaptability of being a teacher, an author, a filmmaker, producer, TV producer, and speaker as well. So as you can see, she is very busy and making an impact. And with that, I want to introduce everyone to Miko Williams. Great. Thank you so much. And so happy to be here. Thanks. Thank you. And I appreciate you being on the show. And I want to turn it over to you for a little bit. Talk about all of that adaptability and the multiple things that you do currently. Well, I think it just really comes from an, a state of openness and just wanting to um, just kind of be led um, for me by the spirit. Um, I think uh, my faith definitely uh, dictates what I do and don't do. So um, I would never want to list all those things on my own, but I just feel like that's what life has been for me um, and just trying to maximize those different uh, skill sets and then just multiply, you know, on those actual sites. Outstanding. And I understand that you're originally from Houston, Texas. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. All right. And and currently living in the Los Angeles area and, uh, you know, moving about and doing all of your things there. Um, so I want to start out. And of course, the show focuses on leadership. But I want to talk about the many hats that you wear as a leader and how do you make that adaptability transition in each one of those facets? And you move very quickly from one to the next. So how do you do that? I think it's really coming from a place of knowing who you are and also like kind of stated earlier, knowing what season you're in and being able to break that down, not to science, but just road mapping your own um, plan ahead. Mm -hmm. So whether it be by the month, by the week and by the day, knowing what needs to happen, what the expectations are and having like a small blueprint that lets you, um, you know, see productivity per day. So I'm an old school. So as you can see, I always have a tablet by my side. <laughs> uh, I have my phone to, you know, just kind of keep me on track, of course. But it's just the aspect of also tapping into some me time. So like when I wake up, I always try to really think about how can I stay centered, get grounded. And it could be just through, you know, an exercise. I always try to uh, make the temple be a focus. So what can I do for the mind? What can I do for the body? What can I do for the spirit that will allow me to be successful in this day and therefore in this week and therefore in this month and therefore in this season? Well, I like the fact that you went to mindfulness. I just recently interviewed someone and, and uh, you know, how that transition from the corporate world to, you know, some of the other things that she does helps with mindfulness. And you just went there yourself, you know, to answer that question. I wasn't expecting it. So thank you for that surprise. Um, but thinking about excellence and my great aunt Edna focuses on excellence, you know, excellence uh, with being a leader in teaching profession or as a teacher is totally different in my mind anyway, correct me if I'm wrong, than, you know, excellence in film producing. So how do you balance both of those? And what are some of the nuances and differences there? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, balance is everything. I feel that each are very challenging uh, industries and fields and both uh, require you to be on your game. And, and really, there are no excuses. There are no real exceptions. It's just like 
being present is so important, but also having the skill set to back up whatever the job is specifically. A lot of people are depending on you on both uh, mm -hmm. sets, in both jobs. I feel there's could be a lot of pressure, but that's where it's so important to do your homework and also know how to rely on others, but definitely knowing your job and knowing what you're there to do and staying focused on that particular task. That's so important. So I've done, um, I would say teaching is my profession. So mm -hmm. it's my blood, I'm third generation. And it's always been an interesting thing. It's probably more so like a calling as opposed to something else. Um, because what it does is it finds me, you know, sought after certain things that are to me more fun and this and that. And even more, um, it could even be easier. Uh, but like I said, both jobs are very challenging, but just in different ways. And so I always think of um, when you, it's a precious job. Honestly, it's, it can be undervalued at times, unfortunately, especially with pay and especially with, um, it's a time lapse. Some people don't appreciate teachers until they're well off into their lives. And they're like, you know what, Miss, you gave me a hard time, but thank you so much. Because when I, <laughs> when I say this, this, I've heard so many different stories that warm my heart that let me know. I wasn't wasting my time or somebody else's, but um, anybody under your tutelage is probably going to have, you know, that feeling of like, they may not understand what you're there for in that moment, just due to development. But later on, you know, just to um, kind of see your impact that way, that's been helpful to piece together how, you know, you have been helpful. Um, for me, I am coming from like more of an ELA uh, focused, um, you know, training. And, and so as a teacher, I've been in the classroom for like over a decade. Um, I found different ways to evolve. But then in recent years, I found a way to also put on paper what I've known to be effective and what I've known to help my students in different ways, not just only on standardized tests, because people look at that, especially in Texas, <laughs> and they really <laughs> when you you know can show you know that particular data, but in a real way. My heart has always been more so. Let's really prepare our future for the future, and let's really empower them because they are going to be ruling that particular um, that state. And and one thing about the attitude of a student. Uh, it, it's been eye-opening to see the lack of confidence sometimes and the lack of knowing how powerful they can be in the future. And so it's just really taking on that role of, you know, yes, I'm here to give them the content. I'm here to make sure that they find their answer and draw their own conclusions and be very confident about um, building up that particular um, critical thinking. So that is bigger than some other things that I've done. And I didn't mm -hmm. always understand it early on until, you know, I got older and I'm like, okay, I, I understand some aspects of why, but yeah, I've been in the trenches for a while and it is not an easy job, but it has gotten easier uh, and it's gotten more rewarding as that time has come. But as far as television, that's a whole other ball game, but it's funny. <laughs> Because it's just the opposite. It's the total opposite. Um, there are a lot of moving parts in both, but I feel like in television, um, it's, it's just almost some unspoken rules and mm -hmm. things flow differently. They're not as stringent as 
you know, education and teaching, people are a little bit more relaxed in some ways. But then when it comes to their job, they're very um, good at what they're doing. And that's where I say it's an unspoken like aspect to um, it just fixes itself, if that makes sense. It's a lot of things thrown up in the air to do that seem impossible. And then all of a sudden the show gets done. <laughs> because it's a role to play. So it's it's like a organ it's not an organized chaos, but it's a method to the madness, I would say. And it's very exciting. And um I've done only I wish I could do way more, if that makes sense, because um it's been spurts of that in my life. I've been an indie for just as long as I've been teaching. And what I mean by that is like indie filmmaker, indie author, you know, that kind of thing. But when I was working in the industry before the strike, I was noticing that, yeah, this is it's a whole different dynamic, too. And it's very, very hard to sometimes put into words, but it's a very exciting job. Yeah. So I want to go back. First of all, I want to say thank you for your service as a teacher. People <laughs> tell me that all the time in the military. But I mean, oh. you you guys are on the front line. I mean, that's the truth oh, of the matter. Without teachers, this this economy doesn't work. So. You know, thank you for that. But going back to the point that you made, uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but when you talked about the time lapse, like when you said that, I was like, she is so right. One of my favorite people right now in the world is Miss Claire Floto Billings. And it's because of what she instilled in me when I was a student in Germany in her English class and how it's progressed and helped me along the way. So you're so right. And then thinking about, you know, the TV world, you know, I don't work in it. I don't know. But I can imagine that it's more real time, you know, the appreciation for some of the things that are happening and some of the people um, that you work with there. So um, really, really good response. And I want to transition now. Uh, I want to talk about your book. So you, you're an author. You've written four books, which, by the way, is amazing. I just finished my first and I know it's a challenge. So to do four is an indie amazing. Uh, but I want to talk about, you know, your most recent book. If you could tell everyone what it's about um, and how they can get it. Thank you. And um, yes, my most recent one is um, uh, it fits in your purse. I love that aspect of it. And um, some uh, male readers have let me know it fits in their pocket. So I originally uh, wrote it for women and it's 35 love notes to self. This is my actual copy that I read per day. And when I say it is an affirmation, self-care, self-love, um, day-to-day journal, as well as read, that's that's pretty much what it is. So I've given 35 affirmations to get people going on their day, but also for them to refer back to when need be. And then I've left space being, I guess, the teacher that I have always been. I want people to, you know, make it even their own and have a customized message on the side. So, yeah, that's my recent one. All right. And then how can people get that book? Where is it available? Yes, it's available. I've, I've recently toured with it from city to city. And so it was available at any book tour that I do, but it is also available online. So Amazon definitely is a place where people can get it and review it and things of that nature. Outstanding. Excellent. And so I want to switch now and, you know, it seems like you move within seasons. And so moving into a new season of filmmaking, and I believe it's three that you've done, is that correct? It's it's an interesting thing because it was a web series that mm-hmm. played out like a feature film early on in my life. And then the most recent is a documentary as far as my own projects independently, yes. Okay, so there was one I, I noticed, it was 365 Days in LA. Yeah, yeah. so talk, 
talk to me a little bit about that, what it's about, and then and thinking through leadership again, like how did you as a leader put this together? Okay, well, thanks. Um, yeah, 365 Days in LA uh, came into um, focus when I was wrapping up my first year living in Los Angeles. I wanted to find a way to commemorate that time. And, you know, it's like a birthday or an anniversary. I look at certain things as milestones, especially if I knew what a sacrificial move it was in the sense of like, you know, I sold my house to make the move happen because I didn't know anybody in Los Angeles uh, to depend on like that. Um, and so what it is, it's a declaration of, you know, affirmation, independence, um, expression. And I made the move um, in 2021. And it was from a place of knowing that something had happened. And I won't give away too much, but something that happened prior to that pushed me uh, to just kind of say bye to everything that I knew, uh, my my family, my my job uh, as a teacher, and I needed that time to just see what um, that move would be. And so, what it does is it chronicles those four seasons, um, and it focuses on the other side of me. So, uh, not the teaching side as much, but the writing side, and letting that really have its moment. And so, I just share with people. Uh, the ups and downs of following your dream, and especially in one of the hardest cities to survive in, which will be Los Angeles. Um, so yes, that's that's what 365 Days in LA is all about. Okay, and thank you. And then your most current one is a documentary here. Mm-hmm. So talk talk to us. Okay, all right. So tell me a little bit about the most recent one. And so 365 Days in LA is the most recent. It's a it's under a the category of mini documentary. Okay. Um, what's interesting about it was it's one different categories. And the one that was the most recent was uh, Beyond Hollywood Film Festival or Beyond Hollywood International Film Festival. They voted it best web series pilot. So it's just interesting how, you know, I just made it just to make that statement of thanks to God who had kept me uh, for a year going into more time after that when I really originally just thought I'll just be here three months because I don't even know how this is gonna gonna last um but yeah that was the documentary but it has um been pushed to be uh, a series so that's something that is paused for now because of you know the strike and all the things that come with that but it was really good to see that people want to see it in that fashion or it fleshed out as a feature documentary and that's really what any filmmaker can ask for when you do a smaller piece so it is evident by this conversation that you are extremely ambitious and there's a lot inside of you (laughs) that you're trying to get out so it would be my assumption that there's more to come so talk to us a little bit about what's next like what are some of the things that you're planning to do well i'm really excited about you know just even returning back to education, but in a different role. And I'm really mm-hmm. happy to know that um, I've been pushed to be more of an education coach or education consultant. So I'll be able to help more teachers that way and be an advocate for them as well, while still learning a new role in the classroom as well. So I'm really excited just to um, see that side develop further because that's what uh, one of my books was really about. 
Um, my third book was a teacher resource book for English teachers, high school specifically. Mm-hmm. And Miss Lit for Life Lessons was designed for me to hand over to the next ELA teacher. And I was thinking I was leaving the field. So I put all of my best lessons there, whether they were personal, whether they were professional, it's all in there. And it's good to now go back to that book and allow it to uh, lead for different professional developments, which is why I'm here now in in Pittsburgh. And I had some other ones uh, earlier this summer. And then just to know that there are some other ones lined up in different districts, just all around. So I'm really excited about seeing that that happen. So that's specifically under my brand in one area. And then under Eclectically Experienced, there's other um, things, other projects I like to uh, pour into. So I'll be in the creative lab. I will be uh, writing my next book and it will be for people like me who uh, come from small towns. Uh, Houston is not small at all, but in the sense of entertainment hubs, we don't necessarily have one in our backyard. So I want to focus that next book to people who are looking to create. They have passion projects up here and in here in their heart, but they can't get it out. I want to help them uh, successfully launch that that idea so that they are not, you know, living with regret on something that can easily, you know, well, I wouldn't say always easily, but something that can actually happen. And um, that's pretty much my focus right now. It's just uh, that's what this year will be about. Okay, so that's a lot. So I'm, I'm putting you into the category of leader by action. I mean, you're you're moving, you're doing so much. I think about, you know, I don't know how old you are, but you know, you, you look very young to, to do all of that, you know, four books and you know, TV shows and teaching and now moving into, you know, coaching teachers and, and moving to that next level of leadership is very amazing. So um, you know, I love it. You know, I love the fact that you and I were able to connect and I wish you well in your future endeavors as well. But before we go, you know, I want to turn it over to you. Uh, tell all of our listeners, our viewers out there, anything that else that they need to know about Miko Williams and what's forthcoming. Well, thank you so much for, you know, having me. Um, this has been a great convo. I would say I would love to keep connected with uh, your listeners. They can find me on two different websites that link up to my different socials. And they're basically under my uh, Eclectically You Experience brand and then also my writer brand specifically. So you can find me at eclecticallyyou.com. And that pretty much lets you know, you know, what the business is about. But you can also find me, I always say it's like the vault. Uh, I document so much <laughs> of the journey so at MicoleWilliams.com, you can find, um, you know, just kind of what it's been like for me to be a writer, filmmaker, and then merge that, you know, balance that with my teaching job. Anything and everything I've done project-wise is on that that web, that website. So that's why I call it the vault because it goes all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Nicole. I appreciate you being a guest on my Great on Edna show. For all the listeners out there, we're going to put her information up on the screen, and especially for you viewers, so you can see that. 
But uh, make sure you reach out to her. She's extremely busy. She's extremely ambitious. As you can see, she's eclectic, as in the title of her organization. So make sure you guys reach out and connect, and let's do big and great things out there. And I also want to remind the leaders out there that you can subscribe right now and listen to other great leaders from all around the world that can help you in your own leadership journey. And with that, I say thank you. May your week be excellent, and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of My Great Aunt Edna featuring Nicole Williams. She's the CEO of Eclectically You Experience. She's a writer, producer, filmmaker, educator, and speaker. Her information is up on the screen right now, and you can reach out to her at www.mecolewilliams.com. And that's Nicole with an M. I'd also like to remind everyone that my book is available right now wherever books are sold called My Great Aunt Edna, The Golden Girl of Leadership. As a reminder, please like and subscribe to this channel so that you can hear from other great leaders from all over the world to help you in your own leadership journey. And with that, I say thank you. May your week be excellent and God bless.